Andy. Go. And welcome to episode 386 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. Oh, come on. Part of the show. It's my favorite part of the whole evening. We've been on tour since March. And I have no better time anytime than right now because I get to go sit down, have myself a nice cold one, and listen to the greatest rock and roll guitar player in the world, Mr. Eddie Van Halen. Introduction there by the great Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Yeah. Part of my soul hurt on Tuesday. The passing of the great Eddie Van Halen. Uh, yeah. That's rough. It is. It's, I, mean, it, I mean, he was only 65. Yeah. But I, I guess he had throat and tongue cancer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what what sucks? What absolutely sucks is apparently, like I, I watched um, Howard Stern released a video of him talking about Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And because um, in in the eighties and nineties they, they were actually very close. And um. It's a it's a very it's a really nice tribute to how we're talking about Eddie, uh, but then he mentions that you know he's talked to Sammy and he wanted to get uh, Sammy on the show, and Sammy said he wouldn't do it, but he he told him he's like something that nobody knows and we've kept it quiet for obvious reasons, and that's that we had been talking since January, <clears throat> so Sammy uh, and Eddie had kind of mended that fence. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because Eddie knew the end was near. Yeah. You know, or what, but it makes me happy that, like, they mended that fence. And I hope he mended it with Michael Anthony as well. Because I, I know I, I watched a thing where Sammy and Ed, Michael Anthony, that, I mean, it's, I guess it's Sammy Hagar's birthday week. And he traditionally would put on a show down at Cabo, uh-huh. but obviously with covid 19 i couldn't do this they were trying to do something um i got on catalina island of all places yeah. um you know for the cat the catalina wine mixer and um yeah. <laughs> but um but they were both talking about eddie and like you could see like mike like they were both hurt you know like even though like like both guys were fired by the van halen brothers they were both still like because yeah, I mean, you know, Michael Anthony had been with that band from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they they kind of like yeah, yeah, we're gonna bring in Wolfgang to uh to replace you. Yeah. You know, which sucked. But um, but then they they did they they, they were showing like they were doing like a a thing and they were trying to do right here right now, and uh, Michael Anthony had a hard time playing the the song. Really. 
Yeah. So. But, I mean, for me, personally, like, I don't think I'm making, I, I don't think I'm overstating by one iota when I say Eddie Van Halen is one of, if not quite possibly, the greatest guitarist of all time. Yeah. You know, if he's not at least top five, like, you know, like for me, he's probably number two. Like there's Jimmy yeah. Page and there's Eddie Van Halen, you know, but I will understand like other people will rank other pl- guitarists higher. And, but if you're telling me that Eddie Van Halen is not in your top five, I, I've got to say there's something wrong with your top five. Yeah. And I mean, from the time I was a kid listening to Van Halen, like, I mean, Van Halen is probably my second or third favorite band of all time. Like there's, there's, there's Zeppelin, there's Queen. And then there's Van Halen. Yeah. You know, and I had the privilege of seeing them play live one time, you know. Yeah. That was in 1993, and it was amazing. Like, it was, like, one of those things, like, you, you, when you see a band like that, it's, it's awe-inspiring. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, for me, the passing of Eddie Van Halen, one of the all-time greats, is one of those moments that just, it, it kind of, it's like, you know, when Prince passed away or when David Bowie passed away. You know, it, it, yeah. I'm not going to defend Eddie Van Halen as a human being, but as, a, as an on-stage performer, <laughs> he was one of the all-time greats. He was amazing to watch, and he innovated. Thank you, Ahsoka. He innovated guitar playing. Like, you know, he completely changed how guitarists approached the the instrument. Right. You know, so. Rest in peace. I'm sure you're playing right now with a smoke hanging out of the the neck of your guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was a good player. Yeah. And, like, I'll never forget when we played, like, as, as a joke. I mean, because, you know, Anna and Bree are talented musicians. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, they, they can learn music very quickly. Like, when you play them something, like, you know, they listen to it two, three, four times. The next thing you know, they're playing it, you know. Yeah. Um, like, we made, like, I made the joke to them. Okay, I want to hear one of you pick up on this. And I played Eruption for them. And they, they're, like, I, was, I think it was Bree was just, like, looking at me like, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. I don't know. And relatively young, you know. Yeah, 65. Yeah. So. Anyway. Anyway, how are you, sir? I'm sleepy. You are. You look sleepy. Yeah, I'm sleeping. So you just woke up about ten minutes ago. <laughs> and we're recording Sorry. Friday at eleven forty-one. So. Yeah. I'm going to the mountains tomorrow. So. Are you? Yeah. I was gonna do it there, but I don't know about service. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Going down, going down to see Lisa's dad, or. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. It's down, to, yeah down to the West Virginia mountainside. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. But I'm going down early. I'm going down tomorrow, and they're going down the next day. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, how long you stand on it? Just a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just a quick getaway. Yeah. It's been earned. Uh, hmm? I said it's been earned. Yeah. <laughs> going to do some fishing. Yeah, I am. Oh, good. I'm going to try. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Ugh. Wake up. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've had nothing going on. No? No. Not really. How's the cat? How's the cat doing? Oh, my. Um, there, there is definitely a, um, the stairs have become a demilitarized zone. <laughs> like, Ahsoka lives upstairs and Sabine lives downstairs. Really? Yeah. Like, like, and like, I, I, you know, again, I mean, it's only been a week since we've gotten Sabine. <laughs> But um, you know, I mean, she she's they both have to adapt to yeah. having another cat. You know, um, Sabine is very vocal. Like it, it's like it's almost like like her her bark is 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 more terrifying than her bite. Yeah, because like she'll see Ahsoka and she'll hiss and she'll growl, but. That's about the extent of it. They, they've chased each other a couple of times, but for the most part, it's it's been uh, they just kind of stare at each other down, uh, you know, up and down the steps and show each other displeasure, and that's about it. Uh-huh. you know. Um, now Ahsoka has gotten adventurous. Like right, she's down here right now. I'm down in the kitchen. Sabine's in the the living room. So if Sabine comes into this kitchen. You know, you'll probably hear prior to pause the show because you'll you'll hear some some cat cat fight action, which you know <laughs> might get us a few lessons. Right, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, but it's just it's gonna be a, it's just a matter of time. It's like I told Nancy, it's just gonna take time. I mean, they just gotta learn to get along with each other. Yeah, you know, and. You know, I mean, Ahsoka, like, in all honesty, other than, like, having Dritz confined to one room, you know, Ahsoka has basically for a year ruled this roost. Right. You know, so now having to share the space with another cat is off-putting. And I'm sure for, for Sabine, you know, she, I don't know where her situation was, but I mean, I know she's she was an outdoor cat for for a little bit of time. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm sure there's a trust level that she does not have yet, and that, yeah. you know, that's gonna have to be earned. So this is gonna be time. <laughs> but it, it is funny. It's like the the stairs are like this line of demarcation, like you know this demilitarized zone, you know no man's land where 
neither of them kind of dwell. Yeah. One doesn't come upstairs. One doesn't go down. Well, Ahsoka comes downstairs because she's she's a bit sassy. But like Sabine very rarely goes upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she came up. I, I know she's been up twice. Once. It was like Nancy was at work and I'm upstairs working in the office. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I was doing something. And I look and I see her little head peeking around the, the corner, you know. And I was like, hi. And she just kind of looked at me like, okay. And kind of like disappeared. Like I always saw her head and her head just kind of disappeared. I assume she went back downstairs. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the other day she came into Nancy's bedroom and Ahsoka was there and all hell broke loose. And, Uh-oh. you know, so. <sighs> I told Nancy, I'm like, before you know it, they're going to be probably, you know, best chums causing all sorts of horseshit around this house. And we're going to be longing for the days where, you know, they hated each other's guts and refused to be in each other's presence. Right, right. Yeah, you know. Who knows? They might turn around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no doubt they're going to, it's just going to take a month or two. Like, it's not, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not yeah. going to happen in a week, you know. So, like, I was prepared for that. Like, you know, Nancy was kind of hoping, like, it would only be a, a few days and then it started being chummy. And I'm like, nah, that ain't going to happen, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Where does the other one come. sleep? Sabine sleeps on the couch. Um, you know, got a stack of blankets. She She likes laying on blankets. Okay. Like I'll come down in the morning. I'll sit on the couch. I'll throw stuff on the TV, and you know she'll just lay on those blankets and and relax. She likes to be covered, so like you cover her up while she's sleeping. She she enjoys that, you know. So yeah, that's that's her kind of deal. And then uh, Ahsoka sleeps in the office on the chair, or she goes in Nancy's bedroom and sleeps there. Yeah. You know. Alright. Yeah. So. Cool. That's uh, that's that's the report from the demilitarized zone here in uh in South Korea. <laughs> right. You know, uh, you been watching anything? No, no. We've been doing uh this Halloween thing. Yeah, where we have to watch a Halloween movie every night. No, okay. It's like a... 31 days of... Di- yeah, there's a different theme for every night. Okay. So. Oh, shit. I watched... Uh, night of the Lepus last night. Oh, okay. Because it was an animal-based thing. Yeah. There's different themes for every night, so... Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what we've been doing. That yeah. and the debate. Try to watch the debate. <laughs> the star of the show was the fly. Yeah, that's what I heard. I have to say that. I, I couldn't did, believe. I did post on Facebook. 
I did post on Facebook. It was like somebody photoshopped in Mr. Miyagi with the chopsticks. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. But <laughs> I think it was huge. Yeah. But that was funny. But other than that, no. Nothing. I did. I did watch the. You know, I've been watching the entire season. It just the season finale was uh yesterday. Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh huh. I gotta tell you, it, it's it's not bad. Yeah. Like I was really entertained by it, and I mean, I, I think it does a, a really fun job of kind of poking fun at Star Trek while paying yeah. homage to Star Trek. Right. It walks that fine line really, really well. And like the second to last episode was fantastic because it was like making fun of Star Trek movies. Yeah. Like to the point like like it was great. Like everything had like this like massive like lens flare going. Like every scene had like some sort of lens flare just popping off the screen. And yeah. uh you know, at one point, like the the Serratus gets destroyed, like the Enterprise always does. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so. Yeah. Fu- like it was like, really well. Like, it was it was a it was really well done satire, especially when you know Star Trek. Right. You know, so like I I really got a kick out of it, and then the the series finale was really really well done as well, and um. It was just, it's one of those things where, like, I would highly recommend, if, if you're a fan of Star Trek, and that's that's the, that's the real key, like, I'm going to tell you to watch Discovery, because I think it's a really good science fiction show set in the world of Star Trek. Right. This is, though, if you're a fan of Star Trek, you'll enjoy this, I think, because it does a very good job of satiring it while paying yeah. homage to it at the same time. That's cool. You know, so that's the difference. Like, you know, and like, Discovery starts next week, and I, season three... I cannot wait. <laughs> I am counting down the days. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. I did get get caught up on the boys. Yeah, I know the season that the series finale was that was this week, right? Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Okay. What day was that? Yesterday. What, yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. But I'm caught up, you know, I caught up on, I think, Tuesday. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was my plan. I was planning to start binge-watching that tomorrow. Yeah. So, that's my plan. That's how I plan on spending my days, watching the boys. Yeah. Good. You'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh a lot a lot of interesting things happening in, in the NFL. Yeah. You know, I mean we didn't talk about it last week. Not that we had a show last week because fucking technical difficulties. But uh you know, the Titans Steelers game last week got moved because the Titans had like X amount of COVID cases in their organization, and they just keep fucking popping up. Yeah. Like, right now, they're scheduled to play their... They have a game against the Bills 
It was supposed to be Sunday. I think I think it was moved to Tuesday. <laughs> but then there's also know. a game. There's also another game that was supposed to be played on Sunday, but they're moving it to Monday. So there's two Monday games. There's one at 5 in the afternoon and the regular Monday night game, plus a Tuesday right. game. And then the Bills game, the Bills had a game on Thursday against the Chiefs that's getting moved to Sunday. It's like, and you throw on top of it, the Steelers game last week against the Titans was rescheduled for, what, week eight. And then the Steelers-Ravens game that was scheduled for week eight got moved to week nine. It's a giant clusterfuck that just sucks ass. Man, it's just going to keep happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I mean, like, with the tight, like, the problem is, like, it's really just one team. Like, other teams have not, like, like within the past couple of weeks, they've had, other, other teams have had, like, a player pop a positive test. Um, I know the Chiefs have one. Um, the Patriots have two. The Raiders had one. Uh-huh. And I, I think the Jets, they were supposed to have, they had a presumptive positive. They were getting it rechecked at the t- last I heard. So I don't know if that yeah. game's getting moved or what's going on with that. But, but like, nobody's had an outbreak like Tennessee has had. <laughs> like, and, like, I, I applaud the NFL for, like, they are trying really fucking hard to, like, keep this contained. But like you gotta wonder, like, what the fuck happened in Tennessee? Cause like it's been going on like cause for two weeks now. Yeah. You know, it's not like, like this just hit like a few guys and it stopped. Like it's like yesterday had two more guys pop a positive. And I'm like, holy right. shit. You know, that's up to twenty three people in their organization at this point. Right. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on there? Like, every other team is like, and so like it affects the Steelers because they were supposed to have a week, what, a week nine bye. Well, now that's gone. Their bye was in week four. Right. You know, it's a, it's affecting other teams. It's affecting Buffalo. Buffalo doesn't know when the fuck they're playing their game. You know, it, it, it the schedule's getting shuffled around, and the NFL's doing <laughs> everything they can to not cancel games. Right. Like, that's the NFL. Like, the bottom line is, like, the NFL is, like, the, the, the last resort is for it to be, a, like, a forfeiture. Right. You know, and it's, like, it just, it sucks ass. <laughs> and, like, I mean, we discussed it, like, in, like, you know, a, a, a case here, a case there is one thing. But, like, to have, like, 23, 24 within a two-week period in your organization, like, what the fuck is going on there? It's apparent they're not practicing social distancing. I mean, to the point of, you know, films and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy because like, I, 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 you know, I get it. And, like, well, and the that's funny what thing the is, players were worried about to begin with. I mean, they were they were worried about super spreader events within the organization and how well they can keep themselves safe. Right. And that's why some players opted not to play. Right. You know. But I, I feel like every other organization has done a really good job of taking care of this. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like and it's, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a young season. It's only we're only in week five, but it's just it's one of those things where it's like no other organization has had like the outbreak like this. Like at least in Major League Baseball, like there were other teams that had like situations that popped up. Like I know the Cardinals had a number of people. Like after the Marlins had their outbreak, I know the Cardinals had something going on where they lost. They had a few guys, so they had a number of games that had to you know have double headers on and i mean that right but baseball is able to like kind of compensate for that because you can do double headers yeah you know there's no such thing as a double header in football nah. you know there's there's no it's almost impossible to make up these games without adding weeks to the end of the season right right you know so it's like one of those weird things of like like you're right like you know I, I get it in college football because one, you know, the, these are 18 to 21 year olds, you know, in a college setting, that's just not going to work. Outbreaks are going to happen, you know, Yeah. Un, un, unless your team is, is completely bubbling itself, like in their private dorm, you know, only going to practice, doing everything online, you know, it's almost impossible from a college standpoint to contain that but in the nfl you have much more control over yourself where you go what you do like every day these players are being tested and so you know what's going on and then you know it's your personal responsibility at that point on how you handle yourself when you leave the facility yeah you know in college it's like you know well, I went to go get something to eat, you know, at the at the commissary, and then I went back to my dorm. I went, I stopped at a study hall. Yeah, you, know, you know, there are too many opportunities for shit to break down and you to get exposed. Right. Where in the right. NFL, like it's much like so you had to have fu- like I don't want to say like somebody fucked up, but somebody fucked up. <laughs> right. You know, but I mean, I know part of it is like they they said. Apparently, like while they were off, but for the Steeler game, like the players got together in like some high school field, running drills and stuff. Uh huh. You know, when the NFL's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right. You know. So. Then you add know. on top. Then you add on top of that. I don't know if you heard, but the uh, the governor has given the okay for um fans to be in the stadiums yeah at uh five thousand or something like that well it's a total number of i think for high it's 15 percent capacity now what they count into that is like all the players the team personnel um all the the vendors stuff like that so like so with heinz field i think it was 7700 people are allowed in the stadium but after you take out all the the personnel that need to be there, that number drops to 5,500 fans. Right. You know, um, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I mean, that's on them. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can guarantee you fans will be at the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're gonna, those 5,500 seats will be filled. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it'll look like a pit game. Maybe more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it'll definitely be. Um, different, but at least there's going to be somebody there. I don't know, man. That's still a lot of people in one shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 50, 50, 25% of 200 is a lot different Yeah. than the number 5,000. You know, 10,000 people. Uh, well, 8,000 people in one place. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't seem honest. to be worried. I mean, like, and I get our numbers are low compared to the other and part of the other, you know, and parts of the other country. But I mean, look at Wisconsin right now; they're blowing up. Right. You know, I mean, you just don't want to take the chance. You know, I mean, there's just risk. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Got to be eventually. It's just going to be on things. It's just gonna be on them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I, I it's it's one of those deals. I, I I heard they were. I was surprised that they were gonna allow fans in the stadiums. You know, right. that, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I was like, wow, okay. Um. No, I mean, I know. With with Heinz Field, you know, that's an outdoor venue, and you know. It's a stadium that holds, I think, 75,000 or maybe 70,000, something like that. You know, it's – it's so 5,000 people, while – I mean, it's a large number to, to you and I. You're absolutely right. It, they are going to be – like, I, I guess that, that's the low – they're only going to be in the lower bowl, and social distancing is supposed to be practiced between pods. Essentially, like you know, so, so if I if I'm a season ticket holder and I have three tickets, I'll have three seats in my section, and then there'll be nobody around me. Right. You know. So. I don't. Um, know. Yeah. What about going into the game? Exactly. That's that's the thing. Like leaving the stadiums. Even there, there's even gonna be control going into the stadium. I'm sure. I'm sure there's gonna be people all over the place, like six feet apart. Keep your distance, you know, have your mask on. The thing is, like, when you leave the stadium, they don't give a fuck how you get out of there. Uh-uh. You know. So that's just going to, like, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those deals where, like, I get it. You got to open up at some point, but. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's just, see, it's, it's. It certainly seems risky to me. Right. You know, and the thing you're going to hate to hear is, you know, that there's been, you know, somebody who was at the game tested positive. I know. You know. And, and then you get into the, also the aspect, too, is you're going back to work. And you say... I got a quarantine for 14 days. Because I was at the Steeler game. Because I was around people that were testing positive for COVID-19. Yeah. And then they were like, 
well, what's that all about? What's the tracing on that? I was like, oh, I went to the Steeler game. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Work's going to be like, well, that's on you. Yeah. You know, why should we pay for your time off because you went to a Steeler game? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's I tricky. Agree. Yeah, it, it, it gets into a whole nother level. It's tricky, tricky, know. tricky. Oh, man. I agree. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it. Uh, that is that is it. Uh, I can certainly see where your employer would be like, ah, uh, yeah, that that's not on us. Right, I and mean, they're gonna be like, screw off. Yeah. Oh my. Sook is watching you. I know. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. That's it. That's what right. I in my head, yeah. Do you hear what Aaron Rodgers said? No. He he appears every Tuesday in the Pat McAfee show. Uh-huh. And um, he was on there. And they were, <laughs> I can't remember what they were talking about. You know. The media basically stirring up shit with him all the time. Uh-huh. And he he dropped the greatest line I've ever heard a quarterback drop. Or any 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 player. And it was, uh-huh. you know, it's funny. They say all this stuff about how I'm washed up, but yet my down years are still career years for most quarterbacks. Nice. And he's like, that's just a fact, bro. <laughs> it's like... It's like the <laughs> ultimate mic drop moment. I was like, holy shit. That was awesome. Yeah. And it's like, the sad part is, it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's the type of guy that, like, when he has a down year, a down year for him is like, you know, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions, which many a quarterback would call that a career year. You know? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, that's he's washed up. Which just makes me laugh. Oh, here we go. Yes, Sabine. Oh, boy. It's going to happen any second now. Oh, oh, there's the hiss. <laughs> Did you pause it? No. I'm just curious to see what happens here because Sabine's. Because okay, Ahsoka's sitting on a, on a chair and Sabine's just kind of giving her the, the dirty eye and giving her the hiss. So. Uh, see how this goes. Uh, so anyways, it's getting old show proper. All right. What am I trying to? That's what I'm trying to get into. All right there. There we go. All right. So, in the world of bullshit, <laughs> after renewing it for a fourth season, Netflix has canceled Glow. <laughs> now, this is a rare opportunity where they actually said something about... Yeah. Apparently, their reason for canceling the the show is because it's 
so stunt based with the wrestling aspect of it that um you know they don't know in this era of covid when they're going to be able to get around to to doing the show and so they're just going to cancel it okay and i was like what the fuck this sucks ass <laughs> They, they had renewed it for a fourth and final season. You know, they, they were like, we're, we're, you know, and Netflix shows, I mean, in all honesty, there are very few that go past season four or five. You know, yeah. Netflix shows don't stick around a long time. They usually tell a very con- short, concise story and they're on their way. So I had no problem with it ending it at season four. But like the fact that like they renewed it and then it's like, yeah, well, because of COVID, we're going to go ahead and cancel it. <laughs> Like sucks ass. Yeah. Like it really does. I'm really disappointed in it. You you never watched it though, did you? First season. That's it. First season. Was it your thing? No, I just never got back to it. Yeah. Kind of went off the radar. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 happened, and that 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 kind of sucked. So. Yeah. Um, the other and other news. Warner Brothers basically has rescheduled everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard about that. Yeah, the Batman has <laughs> now been moved to March of 2022. Dune is being moved to sometime in 2022. The Flash. Or no, 2021, excuse me. Um, the Flash is being moved to November of 2022. I, I, like, basically, they, they just took everything that they, like, it, with the exception of, of Wonder Woman, they basically took everything and said, eh, we're just pushing it all back. Yeah. The whole kit and caboodle. Um And this is on the heels of, you know, basically James Bond being pushed back to April of next year. So it'll be been delayed a full 12 months from its original release date. Um, and with that news, like Regal Cinemas basically announcing they are shutting down until further notice. <laughs> like... Is this the end of the movie theater? I don't know. Like, I mean, clearly, surprisingly, I should say, COVID has been enough to keep people away from movie theaters. Yeah. Um, You know, Tenant is a prime example. I mean, this was, you know, a tentpole movie that you know, probably in a normal year would have been a billion dollar movie. Right. Because of COVID, it did, you know, next to nothing. Right. Um, You know, with everything else kind of being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and no big movies coming out. um, You know, Patty Jenkins went on the record by saying that, you know, she doesn't want Wonder Woman to be a, a a POV premium video on demand movie. 
she uh, she wants it released in theaters, and she feels that there is a distinct possibility that you know the movie theater industry is in great danger. Yeah. Like I don't know. <sighs> it's a it's a brutal question. Yeah. Like it's a question. Like I I know. For many people, the movie theater experience doesn't do anything for them. But for you and I, it does. Like it, yeah, for sure. For certain movies. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, it's not like they have, like, you know, this other income they can base from. They, they don't. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's like. And the longer this goes, like, you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're coming in, into like, you know, the, the winter season, which is like the next big event. Like this is like where theaters make their money. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, no one's outside anymore and the theaters are open and yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I also think you have to think about the general public, too. I mean, they've kind of escaped the virus, in a sense, because they can go outside and do things. And, I mean, I went down on the Monoc Trail a couple times, and that thing is booming. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they can go outside and do stuff and, you know, have people over and sit outside. And, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, you don't do that in the winter. No. And I mean, like, you know, every but everything you've been told at this point has been like, you know, like, okay, being outside is safe. You know, you're, 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 you're less likely to contact some, you know, with social distancing, with masks and being outside, it's a safer environment than social distancing with masks indoors. Right. You know, so now... You know, and I mean, drive-in theaters have had a boom, so to speak, because, you know, it's like the ultimate in social distancing. Right. But um, at the same time, like, I mean, here's, here's a prime example. Okay. The Warner, not Warner Bros., D- Disney Fox, whatever, whoever it is. They announced that they're going to re-release Alita Battle Angel at the end of the month. Yeah. In theaters. For like a weekend. Yeah. Because it's gained popularity. Okay. Like it honestly has like like I think being on HBO has been a huge was a huge thing for this movie. I think a lot of people who wouldn't have seen it watched it and said, you know, that wasn't that bad. That was actually yeah. pretty good. And I and I think the theory is if we can put it out there and we can show like people coming to see it, then we can maybe do the sequel. Yeah. You know, like if it, if it does a decent number, like I don't know what that number would be, but you know, if, if it does a decent number, if it brings in $10 million, like, you know, right. Hey, there's enough interest out there and people who want to see this movie. Let's, let's go ahead and go ahead, get to go ahead with the sequel. Cause it's clearly, it's got an audience at this point now. Right. But in the age of COVID-19, I can't see how it would do anything. Right. 
And that sucks because like if this is a test balloon for like trying to get a sequel done, I'm I'm really upset. You know, right. I would go see this again at a theater. Like I enjoyed the movie that much. Right. And you know, I would sit here and encourage other people, hey, go see this movie. I think it's worth your time. I think you'll enjoy it. If you've already seen it on HBO, it's worth seeing on the big screen. Because it's that well done, I, I you know the, I would encourage this, but with in the in this day and age, I'm not going to. Right. And that sucks. Right, right, I know. You know, because I do want to see a sequel to this movie, but I'm not going to. You know, it's not worth risking your life for. I know. And I, that, but that's where we're at, and like, in as as far as movie theaters go. Like, they were already struggling in a way. Right. Like, the thing that you always hear about is they have to change how, you know, there has to be a change in how movie theaters operate. There has to, you know, in in the interaction with the customer. Like, you and I are more than happy to sit down in a movie theater, wait for the movie to come on, and when it comes on, we just get lost in, in the screen. Right. You know? I don't need any amenities. I don't need, you know, all this other stuff that other people like. <laughs> I just need the movie. I know. I'll take Eastland at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> give me Rainbow Three. You know. Yeah, right. I'm there. Yeah. So like, it's like one of those things where like it, it fascinates me that like this is an industry that's already suffering because like the, a lot of people would much rather watch these movies in the comfort of their home because of the 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 quality of the sound bars the the quality of the televisions the you know the the projections screens all this other stuff is kind of going on it was like my home entertainment center it can give me just the same experience as going to the movie theater well, i'll disagree with you but okay you know whatever yeah, no, this I, is I what know. so the, the, these movie theaters are, are already scrambling to try to change with the times, quote unquote. And now this hits them. You know, right. so like the only thing that's making money for these movie these these theaters are event movies, Marvel movies, you know, Star right. Wars movies, Star Trek movies. Like the, it, it's an event movie that has to has to be there for them to make money. You know, yeah. the average moviegoer isn't going out to see the small, like, comedies do okay. You know, right. they don't do great. Like, if I was a movie theater, like, I, you know, if, if I got five comedies on, on, in, in my theater, I'm like, fuck, that's five theaters that are doing nothing. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are we heading toward a world that's like VR in a sense? I mean, like where we have opening day of a movie and we put on our cams and I get think, immersed immersed well, that way. I, I think I think VR is a long way off, though. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is like, is that where we're heading? Because I mean, like, I don't see. I mean, for me, I don't see the movie industry recovering for years no i mean like and apparently they do too because right they're putting I mean, everything off 
Right. So and what I mean, are these that... movie theaters? What are these movie theaters supposed to do in the next two years? Just sit idle? Well, I mean, uh, let's face facts. Okay, like you're you're talking about what maybe a year without paying rent? Like you know. Right. I'm I'm sure that you know the 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 properties that these that these theaters sit on, you know, at some point somebody wants paid. Right. I mean, the other side of that though is like, what are you gonna put in there? Like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick the movie theater out, but ain't nothing going in there either. There's gonna, gonna be Rossies going all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my look. My local AMC theater just turned into a Dollar General. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, it, there is a... Lowe's just turned into, like, a total recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Family Dollar just became... Cinemark just became Family Dollar. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Cinema Nines, you know. Yeah. Number nine's uh, Dollar General. Just going in. Yeah. Dollar Tree. <laughs> Welcome to the world's largest Dollar Tree. <laughs> right. Uh. Shit. But um. But yeah, I mean that that th- that's the problem though. Is it's it's like. You know, like it, Wonder Woman hasn't been moved yet. Like everything else has been moved by Warner Brothers except for Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins is very adamant that she wants this released in a theater. That right. you know, this is this is the environment that it was meant to be seen in. And and I get that. I really do. And it, but it's a situation though where like come December eighteenth, when that movie's supposed to come on, who the fuck is gonna be standing in line to see it? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and and my like my concern does become like the longer this goes on, the more likely like these movie theater companies are are going to be going out of business. Right. You know, because there's just there's no income, nothing. Right. I know. So, it's 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 as a movie going fan, it's this is becoming a frustrating time because my fear is the the industry that I support with my you know by going to these movies, the the movie theater industry is about to go away. Yeah, big time. And I'll be stuck having to watch these movies at home. And while that's great. There is nothing that to me ever can reproduce the feeling of seeing a movie that you like, like Endgame in a theater with other people, you know, and having that moment like when Cap calls Mjolnir to him and having a theater go absolutely crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like one of those moments that like, you just you don't forget. You remember the feeling. You remember the goosebumps. You remember everything about that moment, and yeah. you know the crowd clapping and cheering because this this, this phenomenal moment is taking place. You know the, the, that can't be reproduced. Like I, you can't. That, that's not fun at home. 
No, I know. Believe me. So. The whole thing, the whole thing makes me nervous. It really does. Just because of, like, how much I love that experience. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that that's the key, is, like, how much I love that movie-going experience. Sitting in a dark theater and enjoying just letting it all go and being swept into the story. Right. You know? Yeah. So... I mean, they're so desperate. They're renting out theaters for like 30 bucks. Yeah, that's what you were saying. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, one last bit before we dip our Tony old mailbag. All right. A heavily tattooed French school teacher <laughs> said he was prevented from teaching kindergarten after a parent complained his parents scared their child. Savenne Helene, 35, said the parent of a three-year-old student at the Dacu Mionir Elementary School in Plaso <laughs> complained their son had nightmares after seeing him. Now, okay, here's the thing. Let me see if I can pull this. Okay, first off, so here's the teacher. <laughs> okay this is this is a kindergarten teacher yeah now for those who can't see what i just showed Ian, the dude is covered head to toe in tattoos he's one of those people okay and it's like <laughs> those people well, I, I mean i'm sorry he's he one of those people head, his head tattoo he's covered yeah he's covered head, head to toe like literally like i you know and but like like what were you expecting what are you, striker now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, no, honestly, like, I mean, what? Like, I get it. Like, there are social norms, and there are social norms that are being broken. Yeah. You know, um, especially by by you know, people with piercings and tattoos. Okay. Like I, but there are like. This guy is covered head to toe in tattoos, and he teaches kindergarten. What the fuck were you expecting? At some point, somebody's <laughs> got to say, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right job for you. <laughs> you know, these are children, right? <laughs> right. Like, I don't care if your body's got covered in Winnie the Pooh tattoos. Like, at some point, you've got to say, you know what, man? Um... This is this isn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the forked tongue isn't just doing it. Yeah. The the, the giant earlobe thing, that's that's not working for for preschool. Yes. The Norwegian metal band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's tremendous. He scares me. 
The kid in the back <laughs> sounds like Ra- Ralphie. I just peed my pants. <laughs> like some sort of Norwegian death metal. Okay, yeah. children, let's get ready to do the ABCs. <laughs> Oh man! Like, and I, and I get it. Like, I, you know, I completely get it. Like, you, you shouldn't be judging a book by its cover, but some covers you gotta kind of say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, tone it back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are those removable? <laughs> yeah, I think that. I mean. Like, in a position like that, at the age that you're teaching, I mean, I I still think almost a full body would be okay. Because, I mean, most of the time recovered, you might see the sleeve coming out. But, I mean, when you're you're covering your entire face. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just society's children are going to find that somewhat scary. Right. Even, Even if you're like, you know. Hi, my yeah. name's Mr. Tim. Yeah, even if you're a sunshine bear inside. I mean, yeah. like, you know, your appearance is showing something different. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. And like, for, like, first off, like, like, okay, like, even if you say, like, I mean, okay, you wouldn't. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't. It's like putting sloth in front of a bunch of third graders yeah or first graders and like the funny thing is like okay like so like let's just say when this guy got hired 10 years ago he didn't have the full body tattoo yeah yeah. but at some point like if i'm like the the superintendent or the principal or something i'd I'd be like hey bob um how much higher is that neck tattoo gonna get because uh you know you work with five-year-olds right you are aware of this, right? <laughs> there are five. And that's a Lamb of God tattoo you've got there. <laughs> a Lamb of God. You know, you know. I don't, I don't know how to say this to you, but you might want to stop. <laughs> Is that the devil's foot coming out of your ear? Yeah. What's happening up there? Is that a sulfur-covered hoof? That ain't Mother Goose. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if it's a story. Are the bears actually eating Goldilocks right now? Because that's what it's saying on your forehead. (laughs) What do you mean this is all Farajaka? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, man. Uh, I know, I I know. Yeah, I just, so yeah, I think you have to cater to your audience, right? Yeah, to a certain extent. Like, I mean, if that's what your job is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the fun part. He's like, I think this is just disgusting. They didn't even try to convince the parent that I was a good teacher, that I had a lot of experience. I felt betrayed by them, and I'm a bit sad. Yeah. 
No, it's also guilt by association. Yeah. Like, again, like, at some point, like, like, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Because, like I said, like, at some point, like, they should have been like, yeah, hey, hey, Bob. Um... (laughs) I don't know how to break this to you, but um, <laughs> that tattoo is getting out of hand. <laughs> uh, is something wrong, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> is this he a midlife crisis thing? Here, here, here you go. He had his tongue and the whites of his eyes surgically blackened. And got his first layer of tattoos over the course of three and a half years. Like, what the fuck? How many? Like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> the whites of my eyes have been surgically blackened, and I, yet I'm teaching five year olds. He he said he was 10 years old when he knew he wanted to be a teacher and hopes to keep doing it. Like, where? Primary school teacher is a job that you want to be forever. I just want people to judge me for my work. Dude, you have tattoos all over your fucking body. It's not even about the body, really. It's about the face. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the body itself. It's the right. face that the, that the kids are afraid of. Plus, you know, the surgically blackened eyes that you look like, you know, you know, the some son demonic. Of yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> and I even but get it. Like, no matter what we think, it doesn't matter. It's what's going through a child's eyes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and at that age, like, <laughs> it's not like they have a shit ton of parents that look exactly the same. No, I'm sure. You know? And then you can teach kids indifference all you want, and they will be. But at the same point, you know, first time that teacher, you know, gets pissed at a kid and goes, hey, Jimmy, sit down. You know, kid's yeah. going back and he's like, he's going to send me to hell, mama. My teacher breathes fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Like, I, I just can't, like, at that age, I would have been fucking, like, what the hell? Get me out of here. <laughs> I know. Coming back to my mom. He lives in the cloud closet. <laughs> I'm going back to my mom. Like, so, so what did you learn in school today, Sean? How to tie my shoes before I go to hell. <laughs> Mr. Beelzebub said we better do this right the first time. He tried to chop my pinky finger off today. (laughs) I looked him in his cold black eyes and said, yes, sir, I'll try. (laughs) He ate Ethan today. (laughs) A lot. <laughs> they said he was sick, but we all know better. <laughs> my teacher stapled my paper to his face. 
Today we learned from the book of Revelations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His name was Pestilence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> My teacher bleeds green. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, that's too much. That's too fucking much. And don't get me wrong. I have no, especially in my house, I have no problem with teachers having tattoos. I don't. But when you <laughs> when you make yourself up like that, that is just gonna terrify a child. Yeah. Sorry. And you can teach them different. You you can bring them home, say, hey, Jimmy. Hey, that's a good guy right there. All that kid's seeing is the fucking goat's eyes. You know <laughs> exactly. <what I> mean? <laughs> He's going back to school and looking at the goat's eyes. And it's like, I don't know, Dad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> fucking exactly. All of a sudden, your kid's writing his E's backwards. <laughs> With no explanation. Imagine what the counselor has to say. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, he's got to throw his hands up like, what the fuck? I don't know what to say. Yeah. I can't believe let uh, let this get this far. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like, if he was teaching high school, like, you kind of say, okay, whatever. Yeah, and that would probably get by. Yeah, but you're talking, yeah. like, you know, kindergarten kids. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. <clears throat> All right, children. Today for recess, we're gonna open up a hole to hell. <laughs> it's called everybody the stand gate. on the Pentagon. <laughs> it's called the gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done, dude. Uh. Mm. Billy, I need you to lay on the table. <laughs> <laughs> this is called five finger lift. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Susan, have you ever seen a Chris knife? <laughs> <laughs> My teacher makes me puke. <laughs> Uh, my teacher called on a plague of flies today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My teacher is a pet scorpion. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're supposed to have this in school. <laughs> 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 
He has a tarantula that sits on his shoulder. I don't like him. <laughs> My teacher asked me for one to open a box. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. My teacher has a Siamese twin. He lives in the trunk. Tell me, Timmy, do you like Hellraiser movies? (laughs) Yeah. My teacher lit my toe on fire. (laughs) I still can't do multiplication. (laughs) I'm only in kindergarten. (laughs) I can only count the five. Goat's blood is good, Mommy. I can go with them all night. We gotta move on. (laughs) Today we learned how to call a lesser demon. (laughs) Is that homework? <laughs> Is that homework or a life lesson? <laughs> oh. oh, it's tremendous. Oh, it's unreal. Uh, okay. Um, let's go ahead and dip our toe in the old mailbag. Mailbag! And as always, we have an email from our good friend, Superfan Thad. Uh, I clearly got tears from my eyes here to try to read this. Speaking of demons. Yeah, yeah. Sleeping a demon seed. <laughs> uh, hello, my two favorite hosts like to rub olive oil on each other's balloon knots. Nah. Ew. Well, it's time for America's favorite segment. Watch Ian suck. Nope. Yeah. I mean, Superfan Thad's Haunted House Review of the Week. This week, we went to the Cheeseman's Fright Farm in Butler. This is, the, this is one we like to go to each year. Well, everything was going well 
you had to purchase the tickets online due to limited operations. We had between 9 and 9.30. They had a warning that everyone had to wear masks throughout the haunt. This sounds great, right? Well, we pulled up and it came to a screeching halt. I don't know what them country bumpkin fucks think limited operations means, but it was jam-packed. There were lines everywhere. And to boot, I counted only about 5% of these fucks wearing masks. For the first time at a haunted house, I was horrified. (laughs) I looked at Crystal and said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. We debated about actually going in, and I was about to say, fuck it, keep my 40 bucks. We decided to go against my better judgment. I felt like I was going to fuck a hooker for the first time and double raincoated my face. (laughs) Nice. I also pulled my hoodie up so all you could barely see was was my face. Now, we love this haunt as it starts with a hayride to the corn maze and a haunted barn and other attractions. Then you get a hayride back. I stood in the non-social distancing and non-mask wearing line for about 30 minutes before we boarded the hayride. Then I hear those frightful words, Okay, everybody, let's get closer so we can pack this ride in. Oh, are you kidding me? (laughs) Again, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, I can't wait to get back into my car and to sanitize myself and inject myself with Clorox. Oh, my God. My, our favorite part is the beginning down the dark tree-lined path and the chase from the monster tractor. The tractor has flames shooting from the top as it's banging us from behind. Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There were very few actors that tried to scare us. Maybe this is the limited operations they mentioned on the website. We know who's in that tractor. Yeah. The dark corn maze was great. (laughs) Crystal fell down the stairs and scraped her knee. Not so great. Out of five, overall PPE rating is a negative 10. Maybe the coronavirus did not visit the farmers in Butler County yet. Ease of ticket purchase was a five. Value at $20 a five. Content is a three, and length of the haunt is also a four. I wouldn't recommend going until they are better enforcing PPE and social distancing. I felt safe at Kennywood. Here I felt, no, no, I'm not going to go there. He didn't feel safe at all. Let's just put it that way. Mm. This weekend I planned on going to Scarehouse. After talking to someone... It was not worth the 15 minutes of haunt time. I don't know if I will go to any others this season. Mm. Wow. This, this this is shocking and not shocking at the same time. Right. Like one of the things we discussed earlier in the year and, and you know, is particularly in, in the case of Thad was well, how a haunted house like this could function and clearly it's they can't. no and now you know you gotta worry you know when, when is this going to be the, the super spreader event 
Right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's like I'm not surprised because it's I – mean, I, I hate to say this, but like based upon like what I saw during the 4th of July, you know, up in – when we went to Nancy's sister's cabin, yeah. like it's clear like – Outside of Allegheny County, like this isn't like considered a threat. Like nah. people were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, I got I got more looks for having a mask on than I than you know, All right, right. like you know, pussy. Like, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I feel bad for Thad because I mean, this is something he loves. Right. You know, and, and Thad is somebody who, you know, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we joke about Thad and whatnot, but clearly, I mean, Thad has taken this very seriously. Right. You know, I know he's gone to Kennywood, but he, you know, he did so and so, said he felt safe. He wore his mask. You know, he, 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 he practiced social distancing. You know, he did all the things that you're supposed to do, you right. know. Um, so I feel bad for him because this is something that, that he actually enjoys doing, going to these haunted houses and giving us a report every year. And the fact that this is kind of ruined, and not only by COVID, but by what what is open, not practicing safety. Right. You know. And that's a shame. Great. Uh, nice pussy you got there, Sean. I see you posted a picture of your new pussy. That's, that's my new cat, Sabine, he's talking about. Um, okay, time to go. I write this on Sunday morning while a brisket is smoking in the smoker. I'm having nightmares of last night running through my head. And no, it's not the time. No, no, we're not going to go there. So that's it. That's the email from Superfan That. Cool. Anything like that to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like Thad does each and every week. An email address is pittsburghnerdyahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And remember, we are a number, member of a couple of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great content that they have to offer. And as always, want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. I uh, can't thank you enough for enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. And uh, at least I hope you're enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. And uh, just thank you. I. I. And so then on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.